Good morning. Thank you so much for being with us today at Coastline. Hope you sang out your best. Hope you worship the Lord this morning. We're going to jump right into our series, continuing our series, uh, The Daily War, Daily Battles That the Christian Faces. Last week we talked about fear versus trust. And today we're going to jump into something else. I would not be surprised if a lot of those who are watching right now in the next few minutes uh, get out of this message and go find somewhere else to watch. Uh, not because you don't like our church or don't like me, but the message uh, today is a hard one to preach. Um, and not because, you know, uh, the people listening, but for me, even in preparing this message, it was challenging. Nobody likes to hear this stuff. Uh, at least when you're in church and in the building and in the auditorium at your church, you can't leave very easily. But now, if you don't like what's being said, you can just go listen somewhere else that quickly. And uh, so you might click out of this, but I dare you to listen to this message in its entirety. And I also ask you um, to ask yourself the questions that are going to be brought forth today. Think about the truths found in the Word of God as we talk about this daily battle. It's not gonna feel good, I promise you. If you listen to this whole message and you really search your heart today about the truths found in the Word of God we're gonna talk about, it's not gonna feel good. It's probably going to annoy you, which really, because the message is totally ironic. The daily war we're gonna talk about today is patience versus frustration. Patience versus frustration. I almost called it anger, patience versus anger. But I feel like that would make it very easy, make it a lot easier for us to say, well, you know, I don't get angry. You know, I'm just, I just get a little frustrated, you know, and we kind of would justify that and say, well, he's not talking about, you know, getting annoyed or getting frustrated. He's just talking about getting really angry. And you know what a little frustrated is? A little frustrated is a little angry. <laughs> and you know what most anger is? Most anger is sin. If we really got down to it, most anger is sin. Most of the minor frustrations that we face every single day and that we allow to come into our lives, the little annoyances, the little irritations, you know what all that is? It's sin. It's sin. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7, 9, Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Let me give you uh, a few examples um, which will probably frustrate you when I give you these examples. These are things that, that are in all of our lives, and there's a situations that most often anger us. Your kid spills his milk. Ever had that happen? Pour a big glass of juice or milk for your kids, and, and as you're in the kitchen grabbing some forks and knives or whatever, you suddenly hear, oops, uh-oh, oh. Your wife hits the mailbox as she's backing out of the driveway. For me, it was... Uh, Joel's probably watching right now. Um, Joel, remember when I hit the mailbox at our house there in Jackson in that snowstorm? Uh, usually it's the wife, though, isn't it? Your wife backs out, isn't paying attention, hits the mailbox. Maybe your boss adds another thing to your huge list of already things that you already have to do. Maybe you're working from home right now, and he keeps piling things on, and you're like, how does he not know that I have so much to do already? He's just making this a lot harder. Someone cuts you off on the highway. None of you ever get annoyed at that, do you? Your neighbor plays his music a touch loud on the weekends. Your stimulus didn't come through yet. You know, your buddy, your uh, buddy got his stimulus and he already went out and, and got a bunch of stuff and you're still waiting on your check. Maybe uh, where you're living, you're, you have to wear a mask everywhere. 
and you're frustrated about it. You have to wait in line outside to get into Home Depot. There's a line outside just to get in because of their capacity limits. That was for me. I got annoyed at that last week. <laughs> Maybe you're annoyed at, you know, some pastor on his church live stream that won't shut up about, you know, your struggle with impatience and frustration, and that's bothering you. I could literally list a thousand things right now that frustrate us. As I was typing out this list, as I was typing out this message, this daily war showed up in my life. Our son Brady, he's three, he'll be four in October, is uh, potty training. What a great time to potty train. We're all stuck at home. So we're potty training Brady, and my wife said, hey, listen, you work on your message, and I will, uh, I'll set a timer on the Alexa. We have Alexas all throughout the house, you know, the, the uh, Amazon Echo Dots, and, and you can set timers. And she said, I'm going to set a timer uh, on Alexa for, for Brady potty training, and I'll, I'll take care of that. And I said, thank you, babe. I appreciate that. Well, I'm typing my message, and suddenly in the living room, we have one in the kitchen, one in the living room, some upstairs. Um, I suddenly hear, do 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 Brady, your timer for Brady going to the potty is done. Your timer for Brady going to the potty is done. And, and Alexa keeps saying it like over and over again. And I'm kind of like typing and looking around and I see Brady on the couch and, and uh, sitting on a blanket and his underwear and his Toy Story underwear so he doesn't, you know, pee everywhere. And, and uh, you know, Alexa keeps going. Your timer for Brady going to the potty is done, is complete, whatever she says. And I'm like thinking at first, like, where's Marissa? Like, maybe I'm thinking, and you know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. Inside, I wanted to get annoyed. And, and God's been working on, on this part of my life for a long time now. And I wanted to get frustrated. And I started to say, what's going to say? You know what? No. <laughs> I got up, brought Brady to the potty, and I called and said, hey, honey, did you hear the timer going off? And I didn't ask it. it listen, you might think, in the past, I would have been like, hey, did you hear that timer up there? Come on, honey, did you hear the timer? I didn't say, I say, honey, did you hear that timer? And it just, it wasn't working on the Alexa upstairs, and she was uh, uh, getting ready for the day and, and just didn't hear it. And I listen, my wife knows me. She knows that in the past, that kind of stuff would have just irked me beyond belief. And I could tell that in grace, she was saying, hey, I'm really sorry. I said, no, no, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad. I would have gotten mad in the past, and I'm not mad today. I was, I was not going to let the enemy win that war. But that's how quick it happens, isn't it? That's how quick those little minor frustrations can come into our lives. We live in such a way that we are just easily annoyed. We're just easily frustrated. And that is not living in grace. It's not living in grace. I want to live a life that reflects Christ. That's what I want to do. I want to live a life that reflects Christ. A life of constant irritation over little things just does not do that. It doesn't do that. A life of constant irritation over little things does not reflect Christ. If we are honest with ourselves, that's how we live. That's how we live. We are constantly irritated over little things. That's, that's how, that is the life we live. We are constantly irritated over minor situations in our lives. What we do, though, is during those times, we, we believe these self-righteous lies that we tell ourselves. We deceive ourselves. We see someone else. We see someone else in our lives that, that gets visibly angry and mad uh, over things. And this is what we say. Well, I'm so glad that, that I've learned to control myself. You know, I'm so glad that I don't get that angry. Kids, get in the car. Come on, I told you to hurry up. 
in the same breath. Oh, I can't believe that guy gets so angry about everything. I can't believe that guy gets so mad about everything. Uh, honey, let's go. Uh, we're going to be late. We have gotten so callous. You listening? We have gotten so callous to the sin of impatience, the sin of frustration. It's just not even sin to us anymore. It's just so normal. We feel justified. We feel vindicated. We feel like it's our right to lose our cool. And even worse than that, even worse than justifying it, we sometimes use Jesus as our tool of defense. Well, Jesus turned over the tables in the temple. Well, didn't he, didn't he cast out the money changers with the whip? Hey, listen, hey, Jesus got upset. Jesus got angry. We start throwing that around. Jesus, the Son of God, who, who is God, enters into his house, the temple that was designed for worship to him. And not only were they using it as a shopping mall, but they were gouging the prices and selling all these sacrifices at these outrageous prices. And, and if anything, Jesus was just cleaning out his house a little bit. And by the way, in case we forget, He's God, and you're not. He's God, and I'm not. That was one instance. We like to use the one instance in the New Testament where Jesus uh, acted, uh, and he, listen, he didn't act in irritation, by the way. He didn't, he didn't just uh, fly off the handle. No, no, he, that's not who God is, okay? He had, the uh, Bible does say be angry and sin not, doesn't it? Listen, we cannot use that one example of Jesus and just act like we can just get ticked at everything. But that's what we do. Listen, I get upset when my Dunkin' order is wrong. And some of us, some of you doing the same thing. And if the tables uh, and the uh, uh, Dunkin' weren't cemented to the ground, we'd probably try to turn those over, wouldn't we? James 1.19 and 20 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Don't expect God to use you to do great things when you get so irritated over little things. Don't expect God to use you to do great things when you get irritated at little things. It's more natural for us to react in frustration than grace, isn't it? It's easier for us to react in anger, in frustration, to get just annoyed. We treat minor frustration like it's just a normal part of everyday life. Like, when it's just, it's just normal. Everybody does it. It's just what happens. We just get annoyed. That's what happens. When in all reality, it's a blatant sin against God. It is choosing my kingdom of self over God's kingdom of grace. It is pride at its core. You are bothering me. You said that to me. You cut me off. Whatever it may be, you're making my life more difficult. It does not show the grace of God, and it does not show the love of Christ. It shows, oh, I don't even like saying this, because I live here sometimes. It shows our lack of desire to be more like Jesus. That's what it does. It shows our lack of desire to be more like Jesus. He was tempted in all ways like we are. 
He faced everything we would ever face. Hebrews 4.15, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. His death gives us eternal life. Hallelujah for that. It gives us a way to the Father. His resurrection gives us power to live how we're supposed to live. It gives us grace to do what we're supposed to do. And you know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to live lives of patience and grace. Verse 16 of Hebrews 4, the next verse says, Let us therefore, listen, because he's faced everything we face, because he went through everything we'd ever go through, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus is our example of patience. He's our example of grace. The gospel shined with patience. It, it shined with forbearance. Listen, he was tortured. We know the verses. We know the story. He was tortured. He was whipped. He was spit upon. He was mocked. He was made fun of. And how did he react? He didn't get mad. He could have called 10,000 angels, and he didn't. He said, Father, forgive them. Peter denied him three times. And what happened a few days later? There's Jesus serving breakfast to him there on the shore. Pharisees constantly mocking Jesus, trying to trip him up. And how does he react? So he doesn't get angry and mad and just fly up. No, 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 no. In peace, in, in, listen, calmly he responds. He doesn't mean he doesn't defend himself. doesn't mean he doesn't speak the truth of, of, of the word of God. No. But he, doesn't, he sure doesn't get just annoyed and frustrated and irritated. Judas betrays him. His follower betrays him. The kiss of betrayal. No. Just like us. Listen, just like us, even beyond those illustrations that we always hear about of Christ, the life of Jesus from a child till his death was filled with daily moments of irritating circumstances. We say, well, how do you know that, Donald? How, how can you say that? the Bible doesn't say those things? Listen, Jesus lived a life. He lived life. He was six years old. He was nine years old. He was 13 years old. You don't think Jesus ever missed the nail when he's using his hammer there in the carpenter shop and hit himself in the thumb? You don't think that ever happened? You don't think Jesus ever stubbed his toe? You don't think Jesus ever, the other kids ever messed with him or picked on him a little bit or, or left him out? You don't think that ever happened? You don't think anyone ever got in his way while he was walking on the path or walking through the street and someone ever cut in front of him or got in his way? See, those things happen in our lives, and what do we do? We get ticked off. Listen, you don't want, you don't, listen, I don't even want to know what, what you say when you stub your toe. And you don't want to know what I think and say. Listen, Jesus lived the life of a person. And he, was, and he was faced with moments daily of irritating circumstances, just like us. But Jesus showed grace because Jesus is grace. That's who he is. And listen, if you're a child of God today, if you are a child of God today, a born-again believer, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, listen, you have divine power through Jesus Christ for everything pertaining to life and godliness, according to 2 Peter 1. 
You have everything you need to live a life of patience, but it's not through your ability. It's not through your strength. Listen, we're talking about daily war here. You do not win the war. You do not survive this daily war of the Christian life because of you. You just don't. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's about resurrection power in you and in me that helps us walk through this fallen world. That's what it is. Proverbs 16.32 says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. But then in Proverbs 25, it says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Listen, think about that verse. He that hath no rule over his spirit, no self-control, uh, no long-suffering, none of that. You're just angry. You're easily frustrated. No rule over your spirit like a city that is broken down without walls. No defense. Easily open for attack. When you are easily frustrated, think about this. When you are easily frustrated, easily irritated at the drop of a hat, you are always more susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. That is why we have to be intentional about our reactions, about our responses. We have to think about it. We have to catch it. We have to catch ourselves in the act of, of getting angry and mad and annoyed. And when we fail, which we will, we need to make it right. Listen, I have apologized to my children, my young children. I said, boys, I'm sorry, Daddy. Daddy lost his temper there. I'm sorry. I should not have yelled at you. I don't want you to do that. You shouldn't be doing that, but I should not have gotten that angry about it. Will you forgive me? And they're so sweet. <laughs> we forgive you, Dad. <laughs> I've apologized to my wife countless times. Hey, by the way, I used to not. I used to think I had the right to get annoyed, frustrated, justify it in my mind, to, to have this little, you know, uh, the, the, my inner lawyer defending my case. But I don't want to live that way anymore. So in the times when I do get annoyed and irritated, and maybe I don't even say anything, maybe I just act. Maybe it's a silent treatment. Maybe it's me just kind of storming around a little bit or just kind of just working a little bit faster on what I'm doing. And she knows that I'm annoyed. And I usually have to come a few minutes later and say, you know, honey, I'm sorry. I was not asking in grace. I was not letting Christ rule in me. Will you forgive me? I've apologized to others, other people, when I didn't walk in grace. And, and I let pride rule my spirit. Listen, we are... We're in a daily war of patience versus frustration, versus anger, versus irritation, whatever you want to call it. That is a daily battle we're going to face, and it's not going anywhere. Because tomorrow you're going to get annoyed at something, or you're going to be in a situation where you have the choice to make of whether you're going to hold your tongue, keep your cool. Listen, you're going to face that. With Jesus, you can walk in grace. You have that power through Christ. You can live in peace. You can keep your cool. You can forbear with others. Put up with other people. You can hold your tongue. You can live like Christ. But listen, you have to want it. Some of us are just okay living in irritation over everything. We think it's what we need. We think it's what we want. You have to admit that you haven't lived like Christ. 
You can live in peace, joy and patience, but you have to admit that you haven't in the past. And that's not easy. You have to lay your life down. You have to lay your pride down and lay your arrogance down and lay your self-righteousness down and ask God to reveal your impatience. It's not fun. He'll do it, by the way. He'll remind you. Next time you start to get frustrated at the house, in the kitchen, at bedtime for the kids, in the car, as you're driving on the highway and somebody stops too fast in front of you, on the phone with someone, next time you start to get frustrated, remember, you don't have to live there. You, you don't have to get mad. You don't have to lash out. You see, the love of Christ constrains us. Because of Christ, listen, we can walk in peace. We can walk in patience and let that patience have its perfect work in making us more like Him. You see, irritation, irritation and grace don't live at the same address. They just don't. Christian today, are you, are you, are you ready to be done walking around easily irritated? Are you ready to be done getting annoyed with everybody and everything that doesn't go your way? It's time to rest in the grace of Jesus Christ. That is your only hope. And isn't it awesome that He's enough? Even for the minor little moments of life. Listen, God's, God is there. Thank God he is there. Christ and, and, and the power of Jesus Christ is there in those big moments, those big trials that we face, those heavy trials that we face. But he is also there in the little moments of irritation. Because you know what? Those, th that's our life. Our life is not based on the big giant moments. But who we really are is based on those little moments in our life. How will you react this week? How will you respond to those difficult moments of life? Those daily difficult moments. How will you respond? Will you, will you walk in patience? Will you let patience win the war? The patience of Jesus Christ win the war, that daily war? Will you, again, fall into the trap of frustration and irritation and annoyance? Don't, don't do it. Rest in the grace of Jesus Christ. Rest in the peace of your Savior.